You're listening to the Modern Coach Podcast, episode number 20. Why you aren't manifesting what you want. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I am slightly jet lagged, a little, a little bit tired. So bear with me today. In that I've just come back from LA from a really, really fun last minute trip, and I wanted to talk to you today about manifesting because I think it's one of those topics that is a central thing in the coaching space. It's one of those things that I think we all. In, intrinsically as coaches, service providers, you know, healers, whoever you may be, manifesting as a concept wasn't this popular term before. I think in fact, the first time I ever heard someone other than like the spiritual world or entrepreneurs talk about manifesting, it was Jennifer Aniston on an Ellen interview. And I think I squealed because I was like, oh my God, maybe it's gonna be mainstream soon, you know? This is a few years ago when it wasn't cool to be talking about manifesting, when it wasn't cool to be doing, you know, any type of spiritual work, when, you know, when people like me went to Tony Robbins events, like, my my parents were like, what are you doing? Are you actually, you know, crazy? And whereas now I think it has become so much more of a a tool, a concept that so many people talk about that, is in the mainstream, the media is talking about manifestation, there are so many more books about this topic, there are so many more, you know, programs about this topic. In fact, I was just at this event, I was talking to a guy called Colin, who is, his Instagram name is Queer Cosmos, I really love his work. He was telling me about this show that he filmed in the UK about, you know, astrology dating like people are dating based on their astrological signs and I think that while astrology has been quote-unquote mainstream like we all remember reading our horoscopes in the back of Cosmo I think that manifestation has sort of caught up with astrology in many many respects and ways and I think that's really cool and I want to talk to you about it uh, because you know my key takeaways from the trip were very much manifestation based were very much about the life that I'm living and we're very much about like who is the person who gets this business to 500k like that's my next big goal and I'm declaring it as if it already has happened right like I I have gotten this business to to this level not because I want to you know essentially bypass or even you know miss out yeah bypass on the hard work right of, of actually getting there but because I think that declaring for such a long time, I wouldn't declare my goals, wishes or dreams because I come from this very Soviet upbringing of you can't tell the people what you want unless, you know, because it might not come true. You can't tell people what you are wishing and hoping for because that's bad luck. And I consistently was told that over and over and over again. So coming into this 
mastermind with the woman called Gala Darling. I, I rave about her all the time. She's my tapping teacher. She's one of the women who completely transformed and changed my life, my mindset, my everything really. Cannot recommend her work highly enough. Her name is Gala Darling. She has pink hair. She's a badass. She just has the loveliest energy ever. It was her event and she's she's changed the, the program slightly now. So it's it's a monthly membership. So if you want to come and join me in the Vortex if you want, I, I will be there. Most likely for a very, very long time. So I went to this event by Gala and everyone there talks about manifestation. Everyone there is spiritual. Everyone there is into their personal growth. And I thought this was so, so cool because for so many years, I was like the odd one out. And it was only really when I started like journaling and working on myself that my my friends started researching and picking it up, you know, and discovering a little bit more about this, this, this weird aspect of quote unquote, you know, like quote unquote weird, right, of who I was growing up. And I felt like for the longest time in my, you know, early 20s, and even like in my teenage years that like no one really got it. No one understood what I was about and why all these things mattered. And add to that this this hesitation, this need to keep my desire secret, to keep it to myself. Because what if I jinx it? What if it doesn't, you know, come true? What if I've ruined it before I even had the chance to have it? And this belief that I had for a really, really long time, and to be honest with you, I'm still working on it actively now, of like, I can't say what I want, otherwise it won't happen. And I can't tell the people of all the good things that are happening to me or, you know, around me. I can't brag, right? And isn't that the, the silliest thing that you've ever heard? Like, in theory, the people who are cheerleading us on, the people who are around you should be your biggest supporters. They should be supporting your dreams. They should be wanting you to succeed. They shouldn't be wishing for you not to, right? And if you have those people around you, then red flag alert, like we have to change that. Whereas, you know, the the upbringing that I had was very much don't trust anyone. Everyone around you is out to get you. And I think it does come from that, you know, from the very, very difficult childhood that my parents had of growing up in this environment where really it was unsafe. Really it was unsafe to, to talk about what you want and talk about, you know, quote unquote, free-based thinking. So isn't it, is it any wonder, really, that this is the legacy, right? These are the ancestral patterns that I, I came to be into, right? So when we were in this room and everyone was pink and glorious and they were wearing, like, fluorescent shoes and, you know, effervescent tops and sequins and, like, wigs and all of this colour and all of this magic in this one room, I looked around and I was like, wow, I have manifested this room. I have manifested this environment where, like, it's safe to be whoever you want to be. And isn't that really, really cool? And not only that, like, it made me rethink about all of the cool shit that I've manifested thus far into my life. Like, I really believe that my partner, I put him on a vision board. Like, he doesn't even know this, I don't think. I put him on a vision board in, like, a blue suit. I cut out, there was this... In L, one year, one year in L, there was this drawing at the back of L of this like man in this blue suit. It was like a checkered blue suit. And this man had like, 
you know, blonde, blondish, like st sticky uppy hair and like cheekbones. And he looked all tailored and beautiful and, and like, ooh, like exactly what I wanted in life. And I cut him out and I put him on my vision board. And then, you know, a few months later, Alpha came into my life. And even though we, we didn't, you know, we didn't start our relationship for about a year or so after we met, like I really, when I found the photo of that vision board, cause I usually will make a vision board and then it will be my photo on my phone. I found this old vision board and now like a few years later and I was like, isn't that fascinating how we don't even remember the things that we put on our vision boards. We don't even remember the things that we were wanting to manifest because it, it's already here and we forget to, you know, we, we forget to pay attention to it and, and to pay gratitude to it. So anyway, this is, I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but what I wanted to say about this is that, you know, manifestation as a concept for me was like the, the coolest trick. Like it was a Jedi mind trick that really made me think about, oh wow, if only I could master this, I could have anything that I want. And I think, you know, coming from that Soviet upbringing where we have to be quiet, we can't share the good, we can't be to this, we can't be to that, to then having all of the freedom moving to England at a young age and seeing how really the other, like genuinely the other half live, you know, like going from what I would call now extreme poverty to, you know, what, what would be like a lower middle class situation. But like, to me, it was like the richest lifestyle ever. Wow, like people have houses here. They have rooms like, oh my God, the kids have a room to themselves. Like, wow, my friends have horses. Like I went to a really um, great school in the middle of the, the fields and like it looked like Hogwarts and like it had a chapel and like all of these things that like just seemed so rich to me. And they seemed so just outside of, of where like the limitations of what I imagined would be possible. And I'm so grateful to my parents for that, for me, for facilitating that for me, for making me see that there is another way, which is, I think makes me a better coach and a better strategist too, because I really see the limitless possibility, right? And everything in your life can change in an instant. Everything can, can transform and twist in, in a matter of a second. And the things that you couldn't even imagine for yourself could be true. So when I am sat in a garden center in the middle of, you know, the UK, a country that I never would have, you know, even imagined that I would move to. And I have the opportunity and the option to, and, and the choice and the freedom to travel, to buy a ticket, go to this event, meet cool people, manifest some cool shit while I'm there. Like, it just blows my mind that this is my life. And I'm not talking about like, the Chanel handbag or the, you know, the business class flights or the champagne or whatever it may be that like, I think a lot of the coaching space pedals. To me, just the freedom of being able to have a nice meal with my family, be able to open up a website a week before, before I'm supposed to be there, buy an overly expensive ticket, and not think about, oh my God, like that's gonna really like break the bank. That's gonna really be like an issue, blah, 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 right? And go into that despair spiral, but be like, okay, I can make this work. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna meet some people. I need a break, blah, 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 blah. And the fact that I've ma managed to get my business to this point, I really wanna talk to you about like, what are the opportunities that you wanna create for yourself? 
I have never like I like designer stuff because because I don't know because maybe I've been conditioned to like the designer stuff right but it's way 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 more important to me to not only have my basic needs met but to also have the freedom to move about to the freedom to discover new things and I think having come from this background of fuck these things are just not available to me I'm not going to be able to make it work to them being thrust into an environment where we always make things work. We, everything is, everything is available to us. And like, kudos to my mom who really instilled this, like, you can be anything you want. You can do whatever you want. Everything is possible. You just have to, you just have to want it. You just have to, you know, literally paint the picture. And I think that some of the earliest work on manifestation, she actually read, which I only really discovered a few years ago, like even not a few years, a few months ago, we were talking about like manifesting and all of this like literature that she'd read when she was in her twenties and she had like little me and the idea of like, believe it and it will be yours and like the secret. And I remember like my first foray into manifesting was from the secret and it was her book that I found in her drawer. And I was like, what is this? And she was like, oh, is this book called The Secret? And I was like, well, this sounds cool. I read the description and it was written in Russian. And I was like, I don't, don't, can't, I can read in Russian, but it just takes like a lot of my brain power. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy this book in, in English. And I bought the book in English and my mind, my tiny mind was blown, okay? And I remember we went on this holiday I think it was one of the first like really big major holidays that we all went on and it was like the whole family it was like my cousins my aunt my grandmother like my mum my like every everyone was there it was like 11 or, or 12 of us and I was just annoying everyone with the secret for like a good year I'd be like the secret the secret what are you talking about like and I'd be policing everyone's thoughts around me because this concept of speak whatever you want into existence was like the most mind-blowing incredible jedi mind trick that i had think i'd ever found in my entire life and it was so refreshing and so amazing to be able to have this opportunity to to create anything i wanted like there was there was more to life than this and i feel like coming from such a legacy of struggle such a legacy of just just inability to make the decisions that you want to make it really made me determined to manifest and to live like you know what it all starts with me it all stop like this legacy stops with me and something new starts and this idea of you know having everything that I want and manifesting exactly what I want was such a revolutionary concept for me at such a young age because I really really saw that oh my god like if if little old me who used to climb trees in this shitty ukrainian neighborhood where like our wallpaper would fall on us in the middle of the night because we had no money to buy new wallpaper right to me having like best friends whose parents are millionaires and who ride fucking horses like who, did you even know that people like took lessons for riding horses i didn't right <laughs> this is like a mind-blowing concept to me that like my best friend's mom has a stables and my best friend doesn't like riding horses because she just doesn't, you know, like she doesn't want to be pressured. Like to me, this was the most mind blowing thought ever that this could be my life. And like having that contrast really showed me that, wow, like this manifestation thing, there is something to it. There is something here that I'm missing. And there is something here to be unlocked. So 
when I discovered manifestation and I discovered the secret and I was annoying my family with it, like genuinely, I was like, ah, but the secret, you're gonna attract that. You're gonna attract that negativity. Oh, look, if you're not speaking that way, like I literally was so annoying about it. It's like the inner coach in me, right? <laughs> it's like coming out 1000%. I was like, okay, well, if this is the law of the universe, if I can just dream up anything that I want, and by the way, I did Google the definition of manifestation. So manifestation, according to Google, according to Google University anyway, it's an event, action, or objects that, or object, excuse me, that clearly shows or embodies something abstract or theoretical. So the way that I'm taking the manifestation is you decide whatever your future holds and voila, it's there. And the way that Gala Darling, the woman I went to the event with, describes this, it's like the conveyor belt of the universe. So imagine that the universe is like a big freaking Amazon, like, what was the word for it? Unit. And there's a conveyor belt. And anything that you want gets put onto that conveyor belt. And that's a manifestation. That's her definition of it. And I love it. I've never heard or, or seen it described that way. And she talks about it like your ability to manifest essentially you're the controller of the conveyor belt you you either slow it down you break the conveyor belt or you speed it up and you get to decide how fast or slow that conveyor belt gets to you and when i you know when i started to understand that wow it's not just like anything i want it's not like okay i've decided and everything's on the conveyor belt and like but why isn't it here yet right that's the thing that i think a lot of people get frustrated by particularly in the, you know, in the spiritual space when they're like, well, I've been manifesting and I've been journaling and I've been affirming and I've been doing all of these things, but it's just not here yet. Like, why isn't it here? And to me, the the idea of the conveyor belt like really simplified things and really made me understand and think about like, what's my relationship with my manifesting? What's my relationship with the way that I am being, seeing, I'm acting and how is that slowing down or speeding up that conveyor belt because here is what I figured out and this really only came to me in the last few months it's not like I need to act as if it's the energy that I bring to the action so like again sat in the garden center thinking about the LA trip thinking like okay this is gonna cost me a few thousand pounds do I have that money Okay, well, I do have that money. Great. But like, am I going to make that money back? Right? That's the question that we will ask ourselves whenever we invest in anything businessy. Am I going to make that money back? Okay, well, what happens if I don't make that money back? Okay, well, do I really not believe? And you like go into this like this decision spiral of whether to invest in a thing that you ultimately want. But the thing is, is that if you want something, if the desire is there, if you want to buy a program or a course or a trip or something then it's meant to be yours. It's on the conveyor belt. You've already decided that you want it. Like, you've decided that you want to do Disneyland, for example, right? You've decided that you want to have that experience. So it's already on the conveyor belt. So the decision isn't, do I want this or do I not? The decision is, how quickly can I get this, right? And I think with manifestation, it's trickier because you feel like, well, if I just wish it into existence, it will happen. But when you understand that it's the energy that you bring to the action, it's the, it's the, what am I doing to speed the conveyor belt up and how am I slowing it down? 
So when people say like get into the vibe of what you want, that's what they mean. They mean like, are you approaching your conveyor belt with like silky smooth oil or are you coming at it with a freaking like hammer and hammering it down, right? What are you doing? Are you sabotaging the progress? Are you, or are you like making it faster? Are you making, you know, are you creating wheels of, I don't know, fire underneath the conveyor belt that are going to make it go faster? And I think that's, if we start thinking about life and thinking about manifestation like that, like what are you doing to speed the process up? What are you doing to shortcut the way? What are you doing to make things possible for yourself? It's not just like I wish it into existence and, it he and it's here. It's the desire is there. It's on my conveyor belt. Now it's up to me to take the aligned steps to make it go faster, to make it come to me quicker to get that like Amazon Prime shipping straight to my door tomorrow. And I think, you know, a lot of the time we usually manifest things that we've wanted forever and ever when we're not focusing on them. Like at the beginning of the year, my mind was preoccupied with other things and I had all of this great success, both financial success in my business, you know, success in terms of the bundle that we created. So, I mean, a different type of financial success in that we were able to donate so much money. I had lots of really cool th opportunities to come into my lap and I wasn't focusing on the business really at all. My whole mind, body, soul was with, you know, my family in Ukraine was with, with dealing with the trauma of that, right? And isn't it interesting that when we stop focusing and overanalyzing the conveyor belt and when we stop like thinking about what is it that I want? What is the vision? Blah, 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 blah. Then the vision comes to be, it speeds up because you know ultimately what you want. Like the desire is there. And I always look at it like whenever I invest in courses or anything else nowadays, I look at it like, well, why am I curious? Am I curious about the marketing of this? Cause like I'm, I'm a bit of a launch junkie. I love looking at messaging. I love looking at copywriting. Like that is something that really lights me up. So I will pay attention to how people are launching things. What are they doing? I'm, I'm paying attention to the, to the leaders in our industry, right? Or am I paying attention to the reason that I want the result the person is talking about? Okay, well, if I want the result, then it's already there. The, the, the desire for that thing is there. And then it's like, how can I make that work, right? Is this this program? Is it another program? Is it, is it this person specifically? But like, stop kidding yourself that you don't want the things that you want, the manifestation becomes so much cleaner when you recognize, okay, actually I do want this. Otherwise this wouldn't keep coming up. And the thing with the LA trip is that, you know, if you listen to the previous podcast on making decisions, um, I think it was like an episode ago or maybe two. I don't remember off the top of my head, but you're a big girl. You can figure it out, right? It was literally like the number one skill, skill that you need to succeed. And that whole podcast was about the, the, specific like process that I went through to decide to go to LA and upon reflection and talking about it from this angle of manifestation what I think is key there is that you know the desire to go to, on this trip and, t and have a break and really like rest and recharge and come back to myself after this year of like turbulent times was there it's me not letting myself have it that was making me question myself and was making me delay the decision. 
So it's like, what are you not letting yourself have? What can you let yourself have that you've wanted for ages? What is it that you are stopping yourself from achieving by overthinking it, by not, you know, setting the intention correctly? What is it that you're still quote unquote deciding that actually has already ultimately been decided for you? Like if you're deciding between, you know, creating a funnel in this software or creating a funnel in this software, the ultimate desire is a funnel, right? The 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 inability to make the decision be- between the software is what's stopping that manifestation from happening. It's what's stopping that from from coming into the universe and giving you the success that you want. So we have to pay attention to like the minutiae of life and think about it from the spirituality perspective of what am I not letting myself have? You know, and I think it's it's like when people talk about living as if, and this is a conversation that I had with with my integrator of like, okay, well, do we live as if? Do we like take the plunge and, and decide that this is what, you know, that, that 500k business owner does? She goes and she takes the rest and fuck it if we're going into, you know, a busy period in our life and and like the rest is needed and we'll figure it out? Or do we stick to the old patterns and the old, you know, habits of maybe not now, maybe blah, 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 and like go into like the grind of the daily life. What would, and where do we make that decision from? If we make the decision from the highest point of manifestation of it's already mine, it's already there, it already exists. And we take it from that energy as in like we bring that energy across the trip, across whatever it is that we want. Then of course the results are going to be vastly different than you deciding, you know what? I'm, I am going to do this thing that I've always wanted to do. But when I'm there, I'm going to be beating myself up about it. Like those are two very, very, very different energies. And I think that a lot of people who, particularly who invest in things and they're like at their limit, at the edge. Don't get me wrong. Like I've invested in things with my last money. I don't necessarily want my people to do that. I don't recommend it. But also, like, from a personal experience, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that, like, I've invested things with, like, my last $500 in my account and it's given me $10,000 back. Like, that is a genuine thing or, and that's a genuine pattern too, to be in. Like, I invest my last money and then I make a lot of money and then I invest my last money and then I make a lot of money. Like, that's also a pattern to be examined. But ultimately, when you're at the edge of your comfort zone and you decide, no, this is the line in the sand moment. I'm at the edge of what I'm comfortable with and I'm over this. Now it's time to manifest from that highest potential. Like that's why that happens energetically. And I think that, you know, a lot of people don't recognize that. They don't recognize that they've developed a habit of getting to the edge of their comfort zone and then only being able to access that highest manifestation, that highest like level of energy from that place. And I'm sat here telling you, you don't need to get yourself to the edge of the comfort zone. You can decide that this is your line. Like you feeling comfortable, safe and happy at home, it can be your line and you can still access that same energy, that same growth, that same ability to make that 10K, 100K, 500K, whatever it may be from the energy of safety, from the energy of comfort. You don't have to forever be at the edge of your comfort zone to get those insane results. And I wish that someone had talked to that girl who came from the despair, who came from the unsafeness of of a societal setup in her childhood to understanding the secret and understanding manifestation 
to now. Like, I wish someone had set her down and was like, you don't need to get to your edge to get everything you want. You don't need the feast and famine cycle. You don't need to be struggling. Like, you can have a successful, happy business and a happy life. You don't have to be in a burnout cycle. You don't have to be using this like despair energy to move yourself through. The struggle story is not required for your success. And I think so many of us are not manifesting what we want because we think that the struggle story is required. I know because I was there. Like I know because that's exactly where where I struggled for so many years. And I don't want you to fall on the same, you know, into the same grave. Because ultimately, no one likes to struggle. No one likes to be in the shit. But if you think that the shit is required for the highest good, then obviously, right? The, the what's the word? Oh, Angela, Angela um, Gallo was talking about the diarrhea bath of life at this event. And it was like one of the, the, the best, like, whatever, keynotes I've, ever, I've, I've really ever heard. But also you know, the diarrhea bath of life is not required to manifest the good shit. It can sometimes be helpful and we don't want to avoid the diarrhea bath of life, but it's not a requirement for your success. And I think, you know, the comfort zone can be stretched. The comfort zone can be can be expanded. And I think that's what people mean when, when they say, like, living as if, to me, it's like the diarrhea bath of life is less about like being in the shit, being broke, being, you know, broke in terms of money, in terms of spirit, in terms of health, in terms of anything. Like that brokenness is, don't get me wrong, a useful tool sometimes to rise like a phoenix from the ashes, but also it's not required to live as if. Like it's also hard to get into that next level of you and to then manifest from that place when everything is great. And I feel sometimes we become addicted to being broke in its very, very many forms. And we think that, well, you know, in order in order for me to be successful, I need to be struggling. Because well, what will people think if it just comes easily to me? And I want you to make it easy for yourself. Can you just decide today that you're going to get something that you want? And, you know... A final story before we sign up for the day. When I was really struggling and it was, I think it was like COVID times maybe. I was just mentally, I don't know. I was mentally struggling and I was, it was like, there was just death everywhere. I wasn't home. It was, it was just not a good time for me, right? Like a few of my clients were going through really horrific like times. Like two of them were going through COVID divorces, like One of them was like, it was just really like an emotionally difficult time. And I was emotionally supporting these people. And like really the boundary for me of of coach versus therapist was like blurred a little bit at that point. And I would would record another episode on that if you want to talk about it more. But like I learned so much over that period in general. But for me, I remember getting into this clubhouse room and actually listening to Grant, Grant Cordone, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, but like he's a, he's a bro marketer. He's like, he's got that like alpha male energy. I think he wrote a book called The 10X Rule, like very, very masculine energy. And I think I, I really needed to hear that message at that time. And I'm going to leave you with it. 
is that as an entrepreneur, he said, you have an ability to make money on demand. You have the ability to decide to sell something and create cash. That's what an entrepreneur does. That's what an entrepreneur is there to do, is to essentially create money on demand. And if you're not creating money on demand, then you do not have a business. If you do not have a business, you cannot survive. And I thought, wow, what a what a, like a perspective shift. Like I've I've heard this, I've said this before, but it was just so refreshing to hear that. And the other thing that he said, which really just like lit the, the fire under my ass, is that the only thing that is standing in the way of your success is you. You overthinking, you getting into your feelings and into your emotions versus just creating a goal and going for it. And I think that so many of us are not manifesting, are not creating what we want because we are stuck in thinking about what other people are going to think, stuck thinking about what, how, like, what the perfect thing will look like, stuck really, really emotionally doubting ourselves versus just deciding, you know what, this is the desire. I have the desire to create a 500k business. I'm going to stop getting in my way. <laughs> like, I'm going to stop doing it. And anything that I police in my head in terms of, wow, is this thought helpful? Is this going to help me create the vision, the legacy that I want? Is just going to go. It's going to go in the bin. It's going to go into the fire. It's going to go into the diarrhea, ba- diarrhea bath of life and I don't give a shit. And that's what I really learned in that room is that, you know what? Like, we can use the tools. We can use tapping. We can use astrology. We can use breath work. We can use... Um, hypnosis we can use all of these different tools to help ourselves manifest faster to help ourselves get out of our own way but the ultimate thing that you need to do in order to actually manifest what you want is stop making yourself wrong for wanting the things that you want stop making yourself the villain in your own story and recognize that you are the heroine you are the the person who desires these things and you cannot be wrong You want them. You want the designer shiny thing. You want the relationship. You want the business. You want the relationship with your kids. You want the 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 ostentatious stuff, right? And that's okay. Who says that you are wrong for wanting that stuff? Stop making yourself wrong for wanting the things that you want and start making yourself right. Your desires are valid and just and they are coming from a place of of inside of you. And if we allow ourselves to recognize that anything is possible, that, you know, all of the laws of the universe, the universe wants you to succeed, it's you that are keeping yourself stuck. Life becomes so much easier. Okay, thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I want to know when you discovered manifestation. I want to know... Who is it that introduced you? Was it a book? Was it something else? Um, And I will speak to you in the next episode.